The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that is U.S.-based and legal in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. And use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the SGPN NFL Playoff Challenge, sponsored by Edge Boost, free to enter, and $20,000 in Edge Boost deposit bonuses up for grabs. That's $20,000 in Edge Boost deposit bonuses up for grabs. Enter today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL Playoff. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, villain real. It's Ralph Furman Jr. here at your service. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> they might be inevitable again this year. They might be inevitable again this year. I don't know how. How you could possibly... Not be betting this Utah Jazz team right now. I just don't know. How could you not be betting this Jazz team right now? Hey, so I just want everybody to know that we're currently in a competition with the other shows on SGPN merch. And we have to figure out who's going to sell the most merch by the end of the month. I mean, just throw some dollars over at the NBA Gambling Podcast. We got to get that Utah Jazz Our Inevitable shirts going, and we got to get that into the contest for merch because, dog, look at these last, listen to these last three games. On the road against Philly, 120-109. On the road against Milwaukee, 132-116. Come home, no problem. Play the Denver Nuggets, defending champions, 124-111. All as dogs, all as sizable dogs, and it's a cash. It's a cash there. It's a cash there. I just don't know what to tell you. I mean, Utah... This team's not taking. They're not trading Laurie anywhere. They're not trading Laurie anywhere. They're going for it all. They are going for it all. Scott Studio, Rachel with me. Scott, what's going on? Whoa. Oh, that's well. That is your music. I know we that's even had that sound music. effect. We have we have a sound. We have that sound effect. I didn't even know we had yeah. that. Scotty, beat me up. Surprise. Yeah, doing, uh, yeah, I didn't know we had a patriotic sound effect in that one. That's new. I didn't know we had that. It's when you start benedicting all over the place. It's around here. I haven't used it in so, quite some time. But. Oh, okay. Either, yeah, either way, doing, doing pretty well. Been a good week so far. Ended up splitting my picks yesterday. Sabonis didn't get there for rebounds as my dog had 16-plus, but they also blew out Charlotte, so he barely played the fourth quarter. I had hard and assist, though, which got there. Toronto might not be a good team, but they're a fun team. Tell that much. They're entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. A lot of their games are high scoring, and that Clippers game did come down to the wire, but Harden assists ended up working out for me. Pretty fun overall card yesterday. You mentioned Utah, uh, who's been really good lately. I think they've won, what is it, six of seven, I think? Yeah, they've, something like that. Like They've been on fire. Ever since they got healthy, they've been on fire. Let's see. Let's, what's Utah doing? Recently? I guess the one question I have while you pull that up, do you think Danny Ainge is happy or pissed they're actually winning games? 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Cause I think he was ready to fire sale a couple of these guys. And it's like, dang, how do you do it? Like, how do you trade Lori through all this? They've won the last, uh, I think it's six of seven, five of six, five, five of six. six. Hold on. Wait, wait. That was just the month of January. Let's go back. Oh, six of seven. Yep. Six of seven. And then, yeah, we could keep going. They've won a lot of games. They've actually won. <laughs> what is this? Nine of their last 11 games. They've been good. They've been really, really good. You're like, don't look now. They're close to 500. They might have a shot at the plan. So we're going to see what happens. I know last year. I mean, I like them a lot better than a bunch of people at that tier. If you look at that yeah. tier where they're sitting at, I would take the Jazz over. I would. I would take they've already moved up a tier or two. They were in like that Wizards tier for a bit. Now <laughs> they've, they've kind of yeah, jumped nah. up a couple of tiers. But yeah, they're it, above Golden State, right below Houston. You got if you look at that tier, you got L.A., Houston, Utah, Golden State. Give me Utah to get it done out of those four. Yeah, I, I think looking at the. Jazz Hardy's a great coach. Simply put, I know the talent might not always be there, but I think he got, agrees a very, very good coach. Yeah, he uh, got I'm released curious. from the Boston shackles. Those Boston shackles. He got released, and now he's thriving over in yeah, Utah. He's good. I, I know. Last year we saw Utah kind of start resting everybody to try to miss the play-in. I'm curious if they're going to do the same thing this year. I hope not. This team's fun, uh, but I agree with you. They might keep Lori. Maybe they'll keep Clarkson. We'll see what happens. They should still probably try to trade John Collins, but we'll see how that works out. But still, point is, I do think that Utah has been a very impressive story recently. I feel like we have to talk about the opposite side of the spectrum, a team that's been falling apart that's in that same tier right now. Golden State has to blow up the team, right? Mm. Are we at that point, like with the quotes post-game and with them down 40 at home to the Pelicans in the fourth quarter? It, it might be time to blow up the roster. It probably has been time. We can talk mm. about that a little bit of depth, but I just want your thoughts initially. No, I, just, I don't think it is. I think that you and the general public gets overly excited when a team that you thought was going to be good has either a bad season or has a bad game. And then you're like, blow up the rosters, do this, do that, da, da, da. And it's like, whoa, 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 calm down there, 50 Cent. Like, we don't have to do all of that. Y'all talking about selling Steph off. Why are you selling Steph off? He's one of the greatest players ever. I didn't play say the game. Steph. Like, I didn't say no, Steph. No, but I'm saying, I'm, I'm not talking about you. See, look, shoe did the shoe fit, Scott. You've been talking about selling Steph behind closed doors. I don't I actually, know. I, I mentioned but, the idea actually last but, night. It sounds like, it sounds like you've been talking about it behind closed doors because I didn't say you in particular, but no. Yeah, like, bro, it's okay. They're having a rough season. They went through a whole bunch of all this. Like, I'm not sitting here saying maybe if you're all right, two, three years. Like, this is not the Bulls. The Bulls have been trying the same lineup for like the past two, three seasons and it haven't worked. Okay, sell it. They just got some of these new guys on the roster. Let them figure out if those guys can even play or not. I, I, so. I actually do, as you know, I do a podcast as well with a different network about the Bay Area. And I did a Golden State episode last night. And I actually did talk about Golden State. I talked about for about 15 minutes what I think they should do. And I basically said they should blow up the entire team. Now, I mentioned the argument that they could, in theory, try to trade Steph. But I said they're not going to. Because he means everything to that franchise. He's the most important player to the, in the history of the Warriors. It's going to be a Kobe situation. He's going to stay there as long as he wants. He's going to probably retire as a warrior, and they're going to try to make something work around him. But you're looking at the current roster. I don't know what you're supposed to keep. Draymond's been a sideshow. You can't trust him. And he's been up, he's gotten up there in years. I don't think he has, he's as reliable. Clay, they should have gotten rid of a couple years ago. And I think that he's basically washed. I think he has been for a couple years. Wiggins has been brutal ever since the NBA Finals. I know he won them a title, but still, he's been really bad, especially this year. 
Kaminga's minutes are in flux. Moody never plays. I don't know. Chris Paul broke his hand. That experiment failed. At some point, you got to at least realize we don't have it anymore. And I yeah. feel like kind of a spot where Steve Kerr is making comments post game talking about how his team has lost confidence and how his team has lost belief. All I know is if you're a head coach in the NBA and your team's lost belief less than halfway through the season, you've lost the locker room and you probably should be fired. Just saying. I know Steve Kerr's won a bunch of titles. I know he's been successful with this team. But at some point, we saw Belichick end up getting kind of half-fired. Saban decided to move on. We've seen a lot of coaches move on the last couple of days. At some point, don't you have to at least entertain the idea no, because there's nothing you're going to get. You have a bunch of young guys. You have a bunch of unproven talent. You have nothing of value for you to trade. So, like, I could understand when you say, like, I think these words are just, everybody's so using these words loosely, blow up the roster. Blow it up for what? What are you going to get? There's literally nothing you're going to get. You have uh, Poda, Jipsky, Jipsky, whatever his name is. You have Trace Jackson Davis. You have uh, Moses Moody, doesn't play a game. You have all these young guys. You have Gary Payton, who's hurt. You have all these young guys. Just sit there and see if anybody, any cream rises to the top. You've had some of these guys for one, maybe two years at this point. See if the cream rises to the top. If they do, cool. If they don't, you got nothing to lose because guess what? You were going to sell them for pennies on the dollar, 25 cents on the dollar, like they had the food stamps on the corner anyway. So there's no point in, like, there's no, there, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to trade them and become a championship roster. There's I literally you're nothing you can do. a championship team. There's I think nothing that's... You, I think that's several years away. My point is, at least try to rebuild the cap. You're paying Wiggins a lot of money. You probably should get Draymond and Clay off your books at this point. Once again, the Warriors are in a really bad spot because Curry's. But too you're not going to trade. You're not. Nobody's going to just take a player and their their salary for nothing. You're going to give up something. You're going to give up a pick. You're going to do all this stuff. All of that is not necessary. You're not going to win a championship if you make the trade. You're not going to win a championship if you keep them. Just let the young boys get the run. Take the L on the money you're paying the people when those contracts expire as, as they're expiring up coming up in the next couple of years, or you have an opportunity to possibly move them without. Build it, taking off your picks or anything like that, then perfectly fine. But like this, you're going to be in the same spot. You're going to be in literally the exact same spot. So just, just I get relax. What you're like R, where, where's, where's Aaron when you need him? R E L A X. Relax. I, I get what you're, you're not saying winning. though. You're Gold, not Golden State screwed because Steph is too good to tank with, but your roster is not good enough to actually compete, and you have a lot of pretty bad contracts on your books. So you're kind of stuck and you're in the middle of no man's land, but. You don't think it's concerning the entire team has basically quit on the coaching staff and quit on no, the overall season less no, than halfway because it sucks because they thought they were going to win the championship and they suck. So, I mean, a lot of people would quit, too. <laughs> like, they suck. They suck. They're not going to do anything. They're, and I just feel and like you have to at least try to shake things up a little bit. Maybe it's symbolic. It just feels like Golden State has been clinging to the glory days for several years. More years, several years they just won a championship. No, no, I'm saying <laughs> I would be since clinging, the I would be clinging to the glory days too. Ah, man, the Knicks ain't seen a championship in 50 years. I'd be clinging to the glory days of a championship in two years too. Like that's my why, point is I they mean, brought Clay back. Draymond's been a sideshow. You can argue they should have potentially moved on from either of them a year or two ago. Golden State's in a really bad spot because right now you can argue they're mediocre, but with Curry being this good, I know he's been regressing a bit, but he's also older. The roster is not any good. You got to try something, I guess. But once again, Bob Myers jumped ship because he knew this was going to happen. Bob Myers, who basically crafted 
the rosters for these championship teams, decided, I'm out of here. This is going to get really, really bad. And he's now with the commanders. So we'll see what happens. But I wanted to at least mention it because those are some pretty rough quotes by Steve Kerr. He's not wrong. I don't know if you can say that, but you're getting buried at home by Toronto. You're getting buried at home by the Pelicans. I don't know if you have to move around deck chairs in the Titanic or what you got to do, but it's going to be a rough couple of years for Golden State. It's, I'm not saying it's going to be a rough couple of years because, again, you don't know what the young guys are going to do. All I'm saying is this season is a wash and don't make a move for the sake of making a move because people have made a move just to make a move and actually tank their team 10 years down the toilet. So Okay, that's, a, that's uh, at least one point I will mention, though. Even if we don't necessarily agree about what Golden State's going to do, I do think we can agree on this. They probably should not buy at the deadline because it's a massive waste of time for the season. Do you agree with that? Yeah, don't don't make like don't make a move at all. Like don't make a move at all because you don't know what the heck is going on. Like you're you're not going to get anything if you trade anybody, and if you do trade somebody, you're probably going to get some aging star that's probably on a one year deal that's probably really really bad, and they're not going to do anything. So like Chris Paul, so <laughs> well Chris Paul's not bad, but still you get the point. I'm saying he got, like, he got injured, which yeah. is not a shock. To yeah, you're not gonna you're gonna get like some guy. You're never going to get a return on investment. So. Just saying it's a bad look when you've been that dominant at home and you get buried by the Pelicans. They've been bad at home all season. Back game. Been, I know. I, that's why I'm bad. trying to figure out why it's such a big deal to everybody and why everybody's surprised. It's probably because you guys have been betting the Warriors for a little bit longer than I have, even though I was the one that was highest in the Warriors beginning of the season. But they've been bad at home all season. I don't know why people keep taking this team at home. They're terrible at home. <laughs> Stop yeah, doing That's it. what I'm saying. Though. Right. I was, they're claiming the fame for that. these years. But that's I'm all I wanted over, to mention. Over talking about the Warriors, I am talking about DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, and they're bringing you an offer that helped make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any, any game and get 200 in instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings app. Make sure you tap into the games this weekend. You got the Steelers as a 10-point dog. Josh Allen? What? Hey, Josh Allen? Interception? Just go ahead and book it. Just book it. Josh Allen for an interception. Book it right now on DraftKings. Download DraftKings app now. Use code SGP. New customers can bet five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 887-897-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Make sure you head over to Game Time to buy tickets at the event, at the arena, at the stadium, at the stadium, especially if you're going to college football at the stadium. Shout out to Domes, giving Domes some love on this NBA gambling podcast. Don't let some other folks bully you. If you don't like the cold like me, go over to a Dome and catch some of these games like I will be doing. And you can do it with the Game Time app. Don't have to worry about people outside the stadium. Don't have to worry about being snipped or anything like that, you are 100% going to get your tickets for the lowest price. And if you find another ticket in the same row or section, Game Time is going to credit you 110% the difference. Perfect for the playoffs. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. You're reading code CFBX for $20 off. Download the Game Time app. 
last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, let's get into the games that are actually being played today. And we have one tipping off in a couple hours from now in Paris. We have the Cleveland Cavaliers going to play the new the Brooklyn Nets. I'm about to say New York Nets. Jesus. All right, we have the Brooklyn Nets and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cleveland is laying minus three and a half in Paris. Two twenty three is the total injury report for these two teams. And I lost my injury report. Hold on, I got it right here. So for the Brooklyn Nets, Cam Thomas is available. Ben Simmons is not. And for the Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, no Evan Mobley, no Darius Garland, but everybody else is prepared and ready to go. Line open up minus two is currently minus three. 223 is the total. Scott, what are we doing here? Brooklyn Nets across the pond. Yeah, I'm going to uh, lean to Cleveland in the spot. With all the injuries they've had, they've been decent recently. The Nets have not. They had the one random game where they got up for Oklahoma City. It's really the only game they've played well in for the last couple of weeks. Like they really have just been a bad basketball team. Cleveland's been fine, and Jared Allen's kind of emerged as being the center I was hoping he would be after he was struggling earlier the season. The Nets have an injury to Sharp, who's going to be out for a while, so they have really just no depth at the center position. Claxton's the only center they have. They've been trying to go small, but that's going to be an issue in this matchup. We know Donovan Mitchell is the best player on the court in this game. I do think you're looking at Allen having a big rebounding game. I like his rebounds over. But simply put, I think Cleveland's the better team here, so I'm going to lead to Cleveland minus three. Hmm. Hmm. The Nets point spread one, you know, like that 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 run died. It's a shame. It was a very good run earlier in the year, but that's long gone at this point. Yeah, they were like at one point sixteen and four, at one or something. It was like sixteen four and one at one point. They're currently nineteen seventeen and one. Yeah, uh, it's been really, it's, it's been really, really bad for like the last month, especially the last couple weeks. <sighs> Yeah, I guess I can take Cleveland. I don't know. I mean, both it's of these number, teams, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Both of these two teams are not really expiring. Like, I don't really feel. I don't feel good about taking Cleveland. I don't feel good about taking the Nets because both of these two teams, like over the past few games, I've seen different spots where these teams have been able to blow blow games and blow covers. Uh, Cleveland two and three over their last five. Brooklyn, worse than that, one and four over their last five ATS. The only win they have straight up in that time is getting that win at home against the Thunder, which, albeit, is a very good win. And then we came right back and faded them against Portland, and they lost as a 10-point favorite. Whereas this uh, Cleveland team, that last time we saw them, going toe-to-toe with the with the San Antonio Spurs, the 5-30 and 30 San Antonio Spurs team. They were down point. a lot in that game, by the way. They had to come back in order to win that. Yeah, game. like, that shouldn't even... As 10 point, I don't know, man. I I actually don't like either one of these. I, I'm just gonna, I don't, I don't either, but I just think the Cavs are in better form than the Nets are right now, albeit they faced off against the Wizards twice in the Spurs. So it was a good scheduling yeah. spot for them to get back on track, but still, I watched that Nets game against Portland really bad down the stretch. Bridges had 40 and change, and they still lost the game. So I think I'm just gonna lead to Cleveland. I think Mitchell has a big game, yeah. I, I just like you watched that game, I watched that Spurs game. I had action. I actually faded both of these two teams in cash, but that worked out well. I, I yeah, it did. But I really, I don't trust this Cleveland team. I'm just this is low key like this isn't a toilet bowl, but this is kind of given toilet bowl. I'm just gonna take plus three and a half here. I really don't like this team. I feel like everybody's betting Cleveland too. So I'm assuming you agree with the Jared Allen uh, angle there for rebounds because the Nets. Can't oh yeah, hundred percent. Jared Jared Allen's been a monster. With with yep. Evan Mobley and Darius Garland out, they've legitly 
asked something of him on the offensive end. He's taken over rebounding and kind of got back to his uh, nets right before the trade, getting over for as soon as he got over to Cleveland days, like that good of Jared Allen. Like he's been, this is the best version of himself that we've seen in a long time. So I've been backing Jared Allen for a little while now, consistently not stopping there. I like, that's probably the best play of the day for me, Jared Allen. Yep. Former uh, two twenty three, two twenty three. Uh these games I mean, in under. different countries under. are so weird to predict under. because I'm going to lean under. We saw that game in Mexico between the Hawks and the Magic have like 260 points, but that's the that's the Hawks, so that doesn't really matter. I'll lean under. I don't feel great about it, but that's kind of just how I'm leaning. Yeah. All right. Do we got any French guys on these teams? No. I did the check already. That's why I don't know why these teams are even here. You have yeah, a chance like, to Wemby in France, and you decide to put the Nets and the Cavs. Like, what are we doing? It could have been it could have been Wemby versus the Knicks, and then we could have faded Elvin Fournier in front of his home crowd. He would have played like three minutes just for the ovation, but and I would take the under half a point for. The well, they three. tried Killian Hayes in in uh, Paris last year, and that yeah, he out, sucked so. because he's he just awful. a terrible basketball yeah. player. He's awful. Yeah, he so sucked because that, that didn't work out. Player. Even even so. Minnesota put Go Bear there, do something, you know? Oh yeah, Go Bear would have been nice. Yeah, these two teams kind of. It's a very random matchup for an international basketball game. Yeah. That's probably the I mean, move. Yeah, completionist is saying Gobert versus Wemby. That's probably the matchup you should have had. That's not bad. So. Yeah, like, I I mean, yeah. And who knew that Minnesota was going to be, you know, top of the uh, the West? Like, you would have got a pretty pretty good little matchup. All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, Bridges is at 22 and a half. Where's Donovan Mitchell? 26 and a half. If you're picking the Nets to cover, that means you're probably going with Bridges because I don't know who else is going to score. Cam Thomas has been very hit or miss recently. Dimwitty, you know what I think of Dimwitty. I think he's a biz- I think he sucks. Um, Claxton can run to the rim. That's basically it. But, I mean, what do they have? You basically need Bridges to go crazy, and he's off a 40-piece. So I think 22 Yeah, and I trust the Suns, guys. I trust the former Suns. Bridges, Cam Johnson. I think Cam Johnson from the outside three, he'll be able to spread the floor, give them a little bit more spacing. Pulls uh, Dean Wade and defender outside of that paint. And, uh, yeah, maybe maybe a Dorian Finney-Smith angle. They have to really – it would really be through the three-point shot for me. How they get it's it the done. only way he scores, so that's fine. Claxton rebounds might be a move. Him and Jared Allen rebounds because, once again, the Nets have no backup center. They're at the point where, with Sharp being out, they've been kind of using a smaller lineup, trying to throw in Royce O'Neal on occasion as like a super small ball, either four or five. But yeah, with no backup Ooh, center, you can argue. I wonder what Royce. Then, I wonder if oh, they have Royce triple double, triple double. I don't know about the assists. I'd probably go. I think the nah, man, he, he definitely he 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 gets assists. Like he, he they put the ball in his hand to run the offense at times. So I like, don't know if, if it, you need it. The just double say, double's probably going to be a big price. Yeah, I mean, you can do both. Why can't I do both, Scott? You can well, do both. You're saying you didn't well, mention double-double. You pick. just went straight to triple-double. Yeah, but if I say triple-double, of course that means he's going to get a double-double. I, I, I just wanted to use less words. Oh, I thought you were just skipping over because you just wanted to like the 100-to-1 shot or whatever. No, but I do see Doria Finney-Smith here 32-to-1 for a double-double. That actually is kind of interesting. That does not appeal to me whatsoever, but I'm rooting I, for it. it I'm I'm just saying it's kind of interesting. Thirty-two to one, like there's worse thirty-two to one bets for a team that doesn't have a backup center. I don't even know if he's going to score ten points. All all he does is just shoot threes in the corner. He doesn't really do anything offensively. <laughs> hey man, but, you're in Paris. Whatever happens in Paris. Now I wish he kind of gets it so he could just be like, "See, I told you, like he could do it." 
All I don't right. see any, uh, I don't see any Royce O'Neal. Cam, I do like Cam Johnson as well at plus nine fifty for a double double. Like they really they really have to figure this thing out without Sharp, and I doubt they're just going to let anybody walk in there. So Cam I think Johnson O'Neal's the most likely guy to get ten rebounds with uh, with Sharp being well, in. Well, O'Neal's not O'Neal. listed, Scott. O'Neal's not listed. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying, just conceptually, O'Neal I think is the most likely guy to get ten rebounds for a non-center on the team. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. That's why I like his double-double and triple-double. Whenever it gets posted. All right. Let's see here. Let's Before we move on to the next game of the slate, that is everything for your, uh, your viewing pleasure in Paris. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and it's legal in 40 states. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users, and you can... Uh, they offer you a lower VIG and fully custom customizable odds. So you can create your own bets. Like if you want to go out there, you want to say, hey, Josh Allen, three interceptions plus whatever. You can do it and you can make it and you and your friends can take sides and decide, you know, who, hey, I want to do this side. I want to do that side. Cut handles the payment side of things so you don't have to chase anybody down. You don't have to worry, hey, where's my cash at? Where's my cash at? Where's my cash at? Nah, pet. Cut handles the money, and you can get the payday. So, look, make sure you tap into Cut. Head over to Cut.com. That's Cut, K-U-T-T, K-U-T-T.com. Make sure you do that, K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN to get a uh, 10% deposit bonus. I'm sorry, a 10% deposit bonus. That's SGPN at K-U-T-T.com for a 10% deposit bonus. Make sure you tap into their peer-to-peer social betting platform. And we're also brought to you by Underdog of Fantasy. They have Pick'em Scorchers. You can play with your fantasy players. Your fantasy players in the NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, college basketball, rolling along. Rob Dillingham, man. What a dog. He's still coming off the bench. Coach Cal, what are you doing? Bring my guy in the starting lineup. He defensively the same thing with gets Devin it done. I know. And now somebody's going to get a steal in the draft. I'm telling you right now, if you guys are not paying attention to Rob Dillingham, pay attention now. Hey, what does my guy John Rothings, Rothstein say? Buy stock now. Buy stock now and buy stock in the underdog. When you sign up with promo code SGPN, underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right. Next game on the slate we have at 7.30 p.m. on the East Coast, the Boston Celtics. Wow. I feel like I've been talking about Boston a lot recently. Going up against the Milwaukee Bucks. Didn't they just play? They played yesterday against Minnesota. Yeah. Game went to overtime. Didn't they have a back-to-back like a week ago or two weeks ago or something like that. I feel like that's a. I feel like I just talked about having a back to back. Yeah, because I think they paid the places on Pacers on the back to back. It's a lot of back to backs recently. All right, Boston Celtics on the road going to play Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's laying four and a half. Two forty two and a half is the total <laughs> injury report for these two teams and for Boston. Uh, Chris Asprosingus is expected to play, and for the Milwaukee Bucks, Damian Lillard is available. You have Campaign, who is probable. Yeah, Milwaukee's laying four and a half, so I guess that means that somebody's not playing in this game. Or the books just really, really respect Milwaukee. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> like, expecting Boston to sit people, and they were went to overtime yesterday. So that's probably my guess on what's going to happen here. 
Having said that, do you trust Milwaukee at all? Because I, I don't. I'm not betting this game at all. I'm not betting it because I'm not taking Boston, but I'm not laying points with Milwaukee. So. I think I'm on the same boat as you. I'll probably lean to Boston, but that's mostly because I can't trust Milwaukee. You're down 31 at the half to Utah at home. I know Utah's been in good form at home. 31 points, really? Like I, well, I can't lay four and a half. I can't do that. In their defense, this Boston team did just go to overtime at home as 10 point favors. Yes, they did. And Minnesota had plenty so, trouble, and they were able to overcome that. Boston should have lost the game. I mean, Minnesota fell apart down the stretch. But Boston did a nice job. Tatum had 45, I think, as he carried the team in overtime. But I just don't trust Milwaukee enough at the end of the day. I know it's a good scheduling spot. Milwaukee better win this game or at least keep this game competitive after what happened against Utah. But Balt, I don't want to say that it's code red for Milwaukee, but code Why orange. Not? Why not? Code, code orange. Why is it not red? It's, it's code red. Dame's literally red. done nothing. Yeah, it's it's red long term, but at least their record's still good. They're not in danger of being in the play-in like the Suns. The, co- the Suns are in code red. The Warriors are in code red. At least Milwaukee's record is still good enough. I don't know, man. We got to stop. We got to stop measuring everybody by the same. Wow, that might have been a boss. We got to stop putting everybody in the same standard. Uh, I don't because, think to do anything in the playoffs, but I'm saying you no, but that's what I'm saying. It's code, but something. you're saying it's not code red because they have a good record. Who cares? This Milwaukee team used to put the fear of God into people. They used to Milwaukee used to come into the building and they'd be like, "Oh crap, man!" Like they almost, they almost we, we you know they're about to go out here kill us by thirty, kill us by forty. Like oh my gosh, like bro, like it. it I don't know why it's not code red. You traded everything away for another championship ring, and now you have Dame, who's literally out here, hasn't adjusted, not really making the impact that you wanted him to make, not taking over the game at the end. And then here you go, and you have this freaking defense that can't stop anybody. Like, this is code red because you look like a team that's not going to make the Eastern Conference Finals, and you traded you traded everything away. Like you traded everything away. You traded the core of your team, Drew Holiday and other pieces. And you said that, hey, we're going this other route with Damian Lillard. And here you are. We're laughing at you in January. It's January and we're laughing at this Bucks team laying points. I'm laying the points with the Bucks because I'm I've been committed to not betting Boston this long. But like it's really ridiculous. Like, no, you're this team is in code red. This team is absolutely in code red. The only reason why I'm saying it's not code red is because we're not even halfway through the season. The trade deadline hasn't happened yet. Milwaukee has to make a couple moves at the deadline. They're not they making don't a move. A they just traded from Dame. They're not making another move. No, but they still have Portis. They still have Connets, and They have some guys that other teams might want. They can maybe move some stuff around. We'll see. That's, I'm and that's see. where people make mistakes. You make a move, and then you try to make a move to fix the move that you made. And you, you probably shouldn't have made the move in the first place. But it's like... It's, it's just not working. Like, it's just fine to admit it's not working. Like, it's it's just not no, working. No, I, I agree. I'm just saying the record's good enough for that. I'm not going to officially call it code red, but am I picking them to do anything in the playoffs? No, I'm not. Then that means it's, it's code red. That means it's code red. If you're not picking them to do anything. It's code red after the trade deadline. We'll see if they nah, make it. If you're not picking anything them to do anything in the playoffs, that's code red. This was a team that was easy. I'm not picking them based on how they're finals. currently constructed. I'm saying there's still time to fix the construction. That's my point. They're not going to fix it. They're not going to fix it. I would if I bet Boston, I would bet Boston here. I'm leaning Boston, Boston anyway. I'm not laying four and a half with Milwaukee. Like that's just not gonna happen. But same defensively is terrible. Give me the over. Two to forty two and a half is the total. I'll take over that. I, I don't trust Milwaukee to stop anything. They're terrible inside the paint. Chris Asporzingis is coming back. He's probably gonna have a pretty good game because he's done really well in the past five games scoring inside the paint. And I mean 
he starts your centers against Celtics. So they have a lot of options here that I think can have uh, success on the inside against the Celtics. Jan is Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. Like I think they'll all be able to add and we'll see like, you know, if Dame, if Dame kind of figures it out and just kind of reverts back, like he really, really looks like a shell of himself out there. He doesn't look comfortable. Like he really, really no, doesn't look. Lord looks uh, like pretty bad for a guy getting paid that much money. I know the stats you can argue are okay. It's not as good as what they wanted or what they needed. So I like Dame unders. I mean, if we're picking Boston to win this game or at least keep it close, that means Lillard's probably going to be bad. So I don't mind going with the under for Lillard. I mean, Milwaukee, their offense has been good. The defense has been terrible. But you're looking at what Boston has. They have a lot of really good defensive guards. They can give Lillard a lot of unique looks, and I think that's going to be a problem. So I'm going to lean to Lillard unders in this game. All right. Yeah, that's about it for me. I think Porzingis probably is in line for a really good day here. I just don't I don't think that they got anything on the inside from him. Right and I now. agree with Damian, too. I, I don't think Adrian Griffin's a great coach. I know it's his first year. Maybe he'll work it out. But when Bobby Portis calls you out for lack of intensity 20 games into a season, that's probably not a good sign for the rest of the season. It's probably not. Well, a good I don't know. I don't know. Bobby and Portis might not be the best judge of intensity because my man definitely bumps about three, four lines before the game. Uh, and I don't think that's the intensity that I would want to be on. I thought he keeps so, like a pack so I'll, of I'll give it, bolts, you know. Yeah, I, I, I would, I'll give Adrian some credit on there. Bobby Portis might have too much intensity for me. So, <laughs> all right. We have here. Uh, before we get to this next game, I got to get us paid one more time. Talking about Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting and latest platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research everything from the NFL, NBA, and soccer with historical stats and data. Plus, use their revolutionary parlay optimizer tool, Green, Green, Green. That's what you want to get here in Hall of Fame bets. You want to see that in your parlay optimizer tool. It'll give you hit rate broken down by leg, expected probability, everything you need. Join the over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And the Portland Trailblazers are back on the road. Going to play the Oklahoma City Thunder. OKC opened up minus 14. They're currently minus 12 and a half. 235 and a half is total injury report here for these two teams and a half for Portland. DeAndre Ayton is doubtful. That's actually an upgrade for him. I believe. And we have Jabari Walker, who is questionable. Moses Brown, wrist injury. He's done. And then we have for this OKC team, and it's a TBD on Davis Batons, and that's it. So, OKC laying 12 and a half here. Portland coming off of the win against the Nets. Do you want to lay 12 and a half with OKC? I know Portland's been really bad. I know you love OKC, so do I, but... Recently has not been a great stretch. They've been fine, but they're not really covering many big numbers. Rebounding is still an issue. That's going to be a problem until they trade for somebody. Do you want to lay 12 and a half? Because I know OKC is going to score a bunch of points in this game. The question is, do you think Simons and Sharp and Brogdon basically can do enough to match this team offensively? I don't think they can, but I'm asking you. Because uh, I'm not sure either going to guard anybody in this game. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I at this point, I mean, if you're going to give me Simons, you're going to give me, I wouldn't say Brogdon, but you give me Sharp and you give me, you I'm know, Brogdon, he, was, he was very good in that overtime against the Nets. So he was a big piece of that. But yes. Yeah, yeah, he was. But I mean, I'm not 
I'm not relying on him night in, night out. Nah, I just need you there for veteran leadership and keep these guys in line. That's what I need you for. But uh, 12 and a half. OKC, first game at home after a long road trip. Don't really like that spot too, too much. Uh, both of these two. Mm. I like the over as my favorite play. I, I just Yeah, I, I mean, it's clear cut the over. I guess if I like the over, I like Portland. They just keep it, keep it up. Like, I really, I really, and that's really the flaw with me for OKC. Defensively, they can look really, really bad at times. Like, they can yeah. have a stretch where they're pretty solid defensively, but when it, when the wheels fall off, the wheels fall off. It is really bad for them defensively. And I think that's the reason why I would take Portland plus 12 and a half. Not really feeling confident about this one, but it, it, what you, it's a random Thursday. You're playing Portland at home. You just got off of a long road trip. You're a little tired. Probably want to hang out at the crib a little bit longer and a little sleepy spot. I'll take Portland plus 12, but. Okay, I think so I'm going to lean to OKC. Once again, I don't feel great about it. I like the over, but uh, you're looking at Simons, who didn't play in the first meeting, and OKC won on the road by 43 points. I think OKC probably wins by 20, if I had to guess. I just think OKC is going to walk into 130, and I'm going to dare Portland to do enough to score 118. I think that unless Simons goes for 30-35, which you can just do a player prop on, I think think OKC's offense is a much more well-oiled machine than Portland's. So I'm going to lean to the Thunder at home to win by probably margin, a decent margin here. But I like the over as my favorite play. Well, I'm glad you said 118 because that plays into what I would have played, and that's Portland team total over 111.5 minus 104. That does because Because the, Portland has options. Like we're, I think there's issues with Portland. One, the youth. <laughs> for one but like it's not like simons is a baller i think simons could actually walk into a 30 point game here sharp is good like they have options and scoring they just don't have any defense and they don't have any structure and they're not gonna be good for a little while but same can play so yeah 111 and a half that's probably my best bet in this one uh for portland at least is i think portland's gonna be able to score any player, any other player props? Anything else before we move on? I, I think I got to go with Jalen Williams. I, I mean, he was great last game, and I don't think Portland can guard him. Like, who's supposed to guard him? Jeremy Grant? Is he going to be getting the Shea assignment? I don't know who's going to be guarding anybody in this game. So I think Jalen Williams is a nice pivot if you want to get off from uh, just straight up backing every Shea prop known to man. I, I think that looking at Jalen Williams is worth a look. Maybe Chet, if you want to go for Chet threes, since he's a good floor spacer. You have options. But I do think that Jalen Williams is in great form. I think his PRA is worth a look. <laughs> I wasn't looking at the screen, so now I'm going back through the comments and watching everybody talk about Bobby Portis' drugs, drug problem. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Bobby, that I started. I didn't start this. Everybody knew you did drugs. Come on, Bobby. You never blink. All right. New York Knicks on the road going to play the Dallas Mavericks. Knicks are laying three and a half. 233 and a half is the total here. Injury report for these two teams. And we have, <laughs> they've added Mitchell Robinson. Well, no, he's been st- sitting there. But either way, over the, weekend, the year anyway, he's come back. So. I mean, not necessarily. They said that it's a chance that Mitchell Robinson come back at the end of regular season. I don't know what, I, I guess OG coming to the team just made Richard, Mitchell Robinson decide that, hey, let me go ahead because we might be able to make a run. Let me go ahead and try to get back. I right. just, no, I but think they definitely signed stats and he realizes I, I got to try to make sure I get paid. 
they literally said as soon as it happened that he was done for the year. Now OG and they win. What is it? Four or five in a row. And now Mitchell Robinson all the, is able to make a comeback. Like they're gonna don't come back, bro. Like it's all right. We'll I see. think it's six. What is it? Six straight or is it five? Uh, I, I don't remember. Five. But they haven't they haven't lost with OG on the roster. So no, they haven't. They one, two, three, four, five. Yes, Portland made it five. Okay. All right. Dallas. Derek Lively II is doubtful. Grant Williams is questionable. <laughs> no wonder he's questionable. He just did an interview with Taylor Rose. And uh, Maxi Kleber is doubtful. Luca and Dotsie Exum are both out. For the record, I think Taylor Rooks can do a lot better than Grant Williams, but yeah. Dead an interview. Just saying. He's interviewed a lot <laughs> of guys. Cheesing. He was cheesing mad hard. Like, he was that doesn't surprise really, me either. Really At least he didn't say he was going to win five rings like Jalen Brown. So it could have been worse, you know, but... Either way, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you because Lucas. Am I here playing. to stir the pot? Am I here to stir the pot and just say? Well, you're the you're 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 the villain. So yes, that's part of the character. But you also give out good picks. So it's yeah, kind of a I mean, act. yeah, like that's that's a compliment in a way because you are really good at stirring the pot. That's kind of the point. Yeah, you get the people and, and they keep coming back. Like he's listening. Shout out to you. Hey, I haven't seen that name here before, Christian. Are you? Hey, give us a like. Give us a like. I haven't seen that name here. I don't think I have. I love when new people hop in because Kaysen, uh, JR, Luis, Eddie, like all those guys, like they be holding the chat down. They need some new people to come, you know, take the pressure off. All right. I do want to ask you for this game, though, because Luke is not playing, so the Knicks look obvious. You look at the line, it's at three and a half. So <laughs> I just want to ask my... you, since since you're the Knicks fan, besides the fact this they've is... won five straight, they've yeah. won four straight in blowout fashion. They have been killing teams. I think OG yep. is the highest plus minus in five games with a new team in the history of the sport. I think I saw that. Okay. His plus minus is like a mm-hmm. hundred and whatever. I'm going with the Knicks. Dallas, we're not a fan of anyway. Lively's not probably going to play. Luka's going to be out. I can't fade this Knicks team. I get the line looks trappy. You can argue that the Mavericks can hang in there if Kyrie goes crazy. But with Hardenstein on the boards, with Randall and Lively potentially not playing, can Dallas rebound? Can they rebound the basketball? You're going to rely on Dwight Powell? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know how they're supposed to win this game. Like, no, I, but I it's know. like, but bro, bro, this is like everybody's talk. When I say that I turned on the TV and I saw somebody talking about the Knicks winning streak, and I was like, they're going to lose the next game. I don't even know who the next game is against. And now I know that it's against. Well, Dallas. to make you feel but better, I was like, they're going to lose the next game. Stephen it happens a every a- time. To make you feel better, though, Stephen A. did take a break to roast Jason Whitlock, so there's a little bit of less <laughs> pressure on the Knicks right now, but I'm going to lean to the Knicks here. It's just Dallas is missing too many guys. I, if, if the Mavericks win because Kyrie and Hardaway combine for 60 points, it is what it is. But the Knicks are a freight train right now. Uh, I'm not going to go against them. But, okay, so you say Kyrie and Hardaway combine for 60 points. Is that what they how, need? If, if I how ask you, what do you unlikely think is need? that? How unlikely is that, though? Like, how I just think the Knicks have a lot of really good perimeter defenders on the current roster. Kyrie might get his. Hardaway Jr., Kyrie, does he yeah, create Kyrie, his own shot? At the, at the end of the day, I don't. you could tell me that you have the best defender in the league guarding Kyrie, and I'm still going to say Kyrie's probably going to find a way to score. That's fine. Because what about offense Hardaway is over Jr., defense. Though? Now, he needs a little help. But still, decent player. Still playing the Knicks. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like I'm going I'm to jinx this Knicks team if I continue. If I switch up and pick them now, I'm going to jinx this team. So I have to pick Dallas. But this is really just a an emotional hedge on me because if the Knicks win, I win. So 
Yeah, I'm going to go with the Knicks. Once again, if the Mavericks show up in this weird spread spot, it is what it is. But the Knicks have been so good with OG. I'll back them until they lose. Just simply put, you're up a lot of units if you're blindly backing the Knicks with OG. Yeah. So I'll just keep it rolling. Yeah, you got five. You got five straight, and they killed these last four teams. I've just been, I've, well, yeah, really the last five. Like they, I mean, Minnesota was a little bit more of a struggle, but like really the last four, they, they dominated these teams. I think my concern here for the Knicks is that I've seen this song and dance before. I've seen this song and dance before, and they will look great, look amazing. I didn't say I'm buying them for the playoffs. Regular? No, 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 no. I'm talking. No, 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 no. Listen, 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 listen. I'm trying to tell you the song and dance. I've seen it before. They go, they win on, they get on this winning streak, and then they lose three straight. Out of nowhere, doesn't matter. Lose streak. They lose three straight. Like, and and it makes it really hard. Not saying that they're going to sit here and lose three straight. Now, I think this Knicks team is pretty good, and I, I, I just. It's 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 a lot of emotional trauma there. That's me. That's me. That's all on me. It's emotional trauma here. For plus minus for OG in five games. A hundred and fourteen. It's almost impossible. That's the Is that like the, the actual number? It's a record. Yeah. So it's, it's the biggest wow. plus minus with a new team in a five game span. A hundred and everybody that was trying to say y'all traded quickly, you're gonna regret it. You're gonna hate that quick. They weren't using him. Oh, you know they that I hate. R- you know him. I hate RJ Barrett anyway, so I like the trade for the Knicks. I thought the Knicks. They weren't the using him. No, nobody cares about RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett is literally that little extra trading card that you threw in this deal. I can't say nobody cares because Knicks to make fans somebody were defending it. him to nobody cares about life. RJ Barrett. Nobody Knicks fans were defending him so hard. Barrett. They were defending At, him so when hard. When the trade happened, was. everybody said, "How could you trade quickly? How could you trade quickly? How could you get rid of quickly? You got rid of quickly for OG." You're going to regret it. You're going to this. You're going to that. And I sat here and I said, I don't know. OG is a three and D player. If OG comes in this team, plays well, and then he resigns and they get him for more years, this is going to be a good deal because guess what? Tibbs is going to actually use OG. He wasn't using quickly. He wasn't using anybody on the bench because Tibbs does what Tibbs does and they're committed to Tibbs. So you got to give Tibbs a roster so he can be successful. Yeah, once once again, I've I think that both teams have looked better, Toronto and the Knicks. The Knicks have looked a lot better because Toronto's still losing games, but they're more competitive. I've never been an RJ guy. <laughs> hey Jr. I, I told I told somebody in my chat I was like, uh, yeah, they need to just go ahead and just send all the deport all the Canadians back over to Toronto, except Shea. Shea can stay, but everybody else can go. <laughs> Fredman, I really well, no, really Fredman, like this but, Knicks regular. You can just get rid of season. everybody. The issue you're going to run into. Wait, I'll let you finish. Wait, what? Nah, just send Dylan Brooks back over to Toronto. Uh, I think Houston's hoping that he can get healthy and that he can kind of help them defensively. Now nah, we're, we're deporting. We're deporting the Canadians. Not once again. Shane. I'm not going to go too far on the Knicks, but Tibbs always gets a lot of his guys in the regular season. Do I trust him in the playoffs? No, because I've seen Thibodeau's half court offense in the playoffs and OG's had injury issues. But as of right now, with OG, this probably is a top three, top four team in the East based on how they're currently constructed. It might not unfold that way. But right now, I do think their ceiling is that high, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. I'm not picking Tibbs in the playoffs. You like can't say. I just. I, whatever, I don't but. feel. I don't feel anything with you saying a top four team in the East because this team's been a top four team in the East for some years now, and it hasn't meant anything. So well, there's like, been some gap years though. Like they had one good year, then they would take a step back, then they would get back to like a decent seeding, then take a step back again. I think this current roster with OG and how weak the East is in terms of a lack of like a super power team. The six-team seeding-wise might be top three, top four. I'm not picking them to get past the second round, but I think that they can make a respectable run in the playoffs. 
The line just moved to four. Maybe it's everybody's betting the Knicks. That's why I hate to back the Knicks when everybody else is backing them, by the way. Uh, that also is a recipe for disaster. All right, last game on the slate. Phoenix Suns going up against the Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers open up minus one and a half. They're currently minus one, 238 and a half is the total. Let's see here. Injury report. We have for the Phoenix Suns, Azubuki is available. Nasir Little's available. Bowl Bowl's available. Did I really care about all that? I mean, all right. And for the Lakers, LeBron James questionable. Anthony Davis probable. Don't really care about that. Rui Achimara doubtful. Okay. And Cam Reddish questionable. All right. And no gay visit. I want Cam Reddish to play. I blocked up his under one and a half assist last game, and he had zero. So I, I, I'm going to run back the under one and a half assist with Reddish. So I'll keep running that back if he plays. But, yeah, do you want the Suns? Because I don't. I mean, you want the Lakers? I actually do. They're 3-0 against the Suns, and they're good at home. And apparently the refs are in their back pocket in the fourth quarter of games. So, yeah, I like the Lakers uh, in the spot. A twenty-three to two fourth quarter. It's kind of nuts, but they're they're only in their they're only in their pocket for about half of for exactly half of their games. <laughs> All I'm saying is that the fact that the Suns were expected to be a potential title winning team. I know all of us were low on Phoenix in the offseason, but most people like them. What are they good at? Because so far this season, they're a mediocre offensive team, efficiency wise, with Booker and Durant, and Beal's been healthy recently, and they still have not been very good. The bench is useless because all their salary cap went to three guys, and Nurkic you can't guard anybody. Have fun with AD tonight. And you're looking at Vogel, who some people aren't a fan of as a coach, but even the body language sucks. They're the worst fourth-quarter team in the league. With Booker and KD, you have the worst point margin in the fourth quarter in the entire league. I, I can't back Phoenix. I just can't do it. The Lakers might not be a good team. At least at home, they bring an effort level that I don't think the Suns actually bring especially late in games. I'm going to go back to the old reliable here. Give me the Suns early. I'll fade the Lakers in the first quarter. They'll be down at the half, and they'll make a run late. But they're 3-0 against Phoenix, and Phoenix right now is kind of in free fall at this point. I'm going to lean Lakers here. I think one and a half is too short at home. Well, I'm not betting this game because I'm not laying any type of any type of anything with either team. I don't care if it's an extra eight cents. I'm not laying anything with either one of these teams. Both of these two teams are mediocre, if you ask me. I think you're wrong. I just think the Lakers, based on current form, I have a little bit more trust in at home than I have with Phoenix. No. I mean, I. I, it doesn't matter. That matters to me. Bro, they've lost three of the last five, and they lost to Memphis. They lost, like, come on. I get it. I'm just saying. They're not, they're not, they're they're not good. Like, I understand you don't like Phoenix, but it doesn't mean that the Lakers are good also. Like, it it doesn't mean. I said they were good. I said they're good at home. Their home record, I know they lost to Memphis. What are they, 13 and six at home? 12 and six at home? They're nine eleven. That's ATS. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean ATS. They're nine and eleven. That's not. That's not good. Yeah, I'm saying straight that's up good. though with a low You're spread. You're thirteen and nine and nine and eleven. Like that's not. That's not good. I'm just saying I, when I'm, the spread's that low, I, I don't have to bet the side. Straight up, but I don't have to bet the side. If I take a lane, I will take a lane to. I'll just go against you. I don't care. I'll go against you. I'll take a lane against Suns. I really don't care about this side. This side means nothing to me. The total is interesting. I feel good about I, the Lakers, I, to be honest, but we'll see. All right, you, I, it's cool. I just don't. I'm not. I'm not laying anything with either one of these teams. Both of these two teams are bad, but I do think that both of these two teams are going to put up a bunch of points because I don't think either one of them have options for the best players on either side. Like I, I think AD should really 
like demolish, demolish this Suns team. And I think that this is probably a good spot where you're probably going to see uh, one of, if not both of the backcourt of this Phoenix Suns team really get going against this Lakers team. So uh, I I think that the over 238 and a half, that's probably my better bet for this one. I expect to see a lot of points. I think that uh, even though the bench are a little bit devoid in this one, I think the stars are going to start here and they're probably going to play majority of the minutes. And somebody in there was over there talking about it. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt and Jared Vanderbilt, what he brings defensively and he can't guard three people. And I agree. Like that's, that's going to be really tough. And I think that Phoenix at the very least in the starting lineup have options. I think they're going to score. So maybe I'll take a first half, a first half over, but I I expect to see points. uh, I think I'm going to lean under in this game. They've faced off three times this season. First meeting, the Lakers won. I don't believe Booker played. I don't think Beal played. Durant was by himself, but that game landed 195. They played against the Suns. That game landed 241, then played uh, in the in-season tournament, and the Lakers won that one, 106-103. to 103. So two meetings in L.A., and each meeting landed below 210. Phoenix's offense, I mentioned before, despite all the star power that they have, they're not a good offensive team, according to efficiency ranking. They're mediocre. And the Lakers play a pretty underwhelming style of offense most of the time. I know they exploded against Toronto. Toronto can't guard anybody. And with Pirtle being out, they had no centers at all. That game, I think, had 160 points in the second half. That game went off the rails. But 106-103 to the Clippers, scored 113 against Memphis, 96 against the Heat, 109 against the Pelicans. I kind of have questions about both these teams. Like, I don't think offensively they're as good as the star power suggests they should be. And the Suns are not a good offensive team in the fourth quarter. So I'm going to lean to the under. This line just feels a bit too high to me. All right. Player props. I think AD is going to have a very good game. Durant and LeBron usually just go at it. That's kind of what I'm expecting for this one. I've really wanted more from Booker. Booker has taken on more of a facilitating role uh, because they don't really have a point guard and they got Beal now. But I have not heard a Booker 35-40 piece. I think he had 35 against Portland a couple games ago, like a week or two ago, but really few and far between. I haven't seen many offensive explosions from Durant and Booker recently, and I kind of wish I did because their point props are so high every game. Am I wrong, or do you agree with that? Because it really doesn't feel like either of them have that many monster games. At least recently. No, No, it doesn't. I I mean, look at everybody's points prop, and it tells you that They've been down. Devin Booker at 24 and a half. Like, if you asked last year, Devin Booker at 24 and a half, you felt like that was a steal. Bradley Beal's at 18 and a half. Like, you felt like that was a steal, like, a long time ago. So, yeah. Granted, I think this game is going to be a little bit different, but they've definitely not been playing up to that level. I think Booker's going to find a way to be able to score this game. I really don't think that the Lakers have anything that's going to be able to slow him down today. Uh, and AD, I really, I, if AD doesn't have, and it, and it kind of, it kind of feels like it's teasing the AD not having a great day because it's such a good spot. And it really pisses me off when I, when I bet AD and he doesn't have a good day and everything, the stars align for him, but AD, I think that AD can have a, a really solid day. So if I go out here, put AD for 30, Booker for 30. Thirteen rebounds or something like that, a couple blocks. I mean, you can expect AD to have a monster game, in my opinion. I have eighty for thirty, him for thirty. Braun assists. Where does Braun assist at? Could throw that. I think LeBron there. triple double might be live in this game. Yeah, I, I hate calling for triple doubles because LeBron's numbers are way too low based on how often he actually has triple doubles. I, I can see it though. And Nurkic should be switches. It's going to be ugly. 
I have AD 30, Devin Booker 30, and LeBron over eight and a half assists. That is 10 to one. I like it. Okay. I, I think there's going to be points, and the Stars are going to take the game over. So we'll go with that. Maybe I think one thing that I like Kevin is Durant. I like Reeves in this game. I might just go at whoever I think Bradley Beal might guard in this game, and it's probably Reeves. <laughs> like I, I think Beal's a really bad defensive player, and Reeves has been a very solid supporting cast member of this team. I don't think he should win sixth man of the year. He's probably not going to. I don't think he's been good enough, but he's good enough to capitalize on a good matchup here. I'm assuming Beal's going to be matched up on somebody, and it's probably going to be Reeves, if I had to guess. I think Reeves has a good game. All right, there we go. Gave out my player parlay. Scott gave out his picks. All right, let's go ahead and close things out. Lock, dog, underdog lineup. Let's see here. All right, back to this slate. Former lock. Oh, wow, I have to lock something up. I'm curious if you're going to go player prop or if you're going to go with some type of side. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to play a side. Okay. Don't really feel too comfortable about those. But you want Jared Allen rebounds? Nah. Well, no. I'm going to take the over in the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks game over 242 and a half because Milwaukee can't stop a thing. Milwaukee literally cannot guard a thing. And I think that this is a, with Porzingis coming back as well. It's going to be a really good opportunity for Boston to get inside, get a lot of easy points on the back to back. And let's see if Dave shows up for a really big game. I mean, this is national TV. You're playing the number one team in the East. This would be a great time for Milwaukee to click on all things offensively and keep this game close and not get killed on air. Because I don't think there's a situation where Milwaukee actually blows Boston out because I think they're going to let Boston score. So 242 and a half over. That is my play in the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics game from a lock. And my dog. You can do a parlay. You can do an alt. We do. We can just do Kyrie. Curry, nah. Uh, I don't know. John Brunson against his former team. I don't know. Curry. Ooh, Brunson against Brunson. his former team. Oh, Brunson versus the Mavs is interesting. What's Brunson's line at? <laughs> what can I get thirty for? Uh, I'll, I could check. I'm checking. Let's see. Brunson plus one twenty. Oh no, that's not worth it. No, it's not enough. Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, let's 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 go with let's go with book. I think book has a good day today. I really do. It feels like uh, it feels like a book game, and he gives me a lot of value because that one hundred and five for AD thirty isn't enough. So I'll take Devin Booker plus two thirty, score thirty points today. I don't think the right. Lakers have anything for him. So. For my lock on the show, I thought about Jared Allen, but I think I'm not going to do it. I might just fall right into the trap line. I don't Ooh, care. Brunson threes. Give me the Knicks. Give me the Knicks minus three and a half. And OG, we trust. Uh, I just think they're in good form. Simply put, I think that they're expecting the Mavs to keep this close at home. Maybe they think the Knicks are overvalued, but without Luka, I've seen Dallas play, and I'll pass. Uh, I think that looking at this current roster, Lively being out, they're going to get killed on the glass in this game. Like, I don't know how they're going to handle Hartenstein and Randall, and even OG's a good rebounder for his size. They just The Knicks have so many good options uh, to really throw a lot of unique looks at Kyrie and Hardaway Jr., but it's mostly just based on how the team's playing. 
I like how they've been playing. We've been fading Dallas in the past at home. They've been overvalued. I'm going to take the trap line. We'll see what happens. But until the Knicks lose, I'll back them. Give me the Knicks minus the three and a half as my lock. For my dog, give me LeBron. I'm going to take him over nine and a half assists at plus 190, which I think is a great price. I thought about parlaying that with the money line, which I might consider doing, but I'm just going to go with the actual uh, assists here at nine and a half. To go through the recent numbers for LeBron, he had 12 assists last game. And we both think AD is going to have a great matchup here against Nurkic. So we know that LeBron's going to get a bunch of assists from that uh, type of matchup. But LeBron has been in very good form against Phoenix in particular. Once again, he had 12 assists in the last game against Toronto. But in the last couple games against Phoenix, he had 11 assists last game. And a reminder, that game finished 106-103. So I think the pick-and-roll switches are going to kill Phoenix because they have a lot of guys who don't guard anybody on this on this roster. And I do think with AD having a big stat line game and points, LeBron's going to capitalize on that. Give me LeBron, 9.5 assists. I think he has a shot at a triple-double, but give me the assists at 9.5 at plus 190. All right. Scott, anything else to repeat before we get up out of here? Yeah, we got an underdog lineup. Oh, yeah. So let's throw LeBron assists. I think it's at 7.5, if I... I think that's where it's at. I will tell you in a second once I build this LeBron set eight, a flat eight higher. Yeah. Let, let's go and let's add Jared Allen, probably. Um, book higher 24 and a half. It's really low. Like, that's really, really low. <laughs> and then Allen. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you said rebounds 12. Yeah, higher. All right, there we go. LeBron James higher, eight assists. Jared Allen higher, twelve rebounds. Devin Booker higher, twenty-four and a half points. Six to one underdog contest. One hundred dollars gets you six hundred dollars on underdog fantasy. Make sure you use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars at underdogfantasy.com or the underdog app. All right, anything else from people before we get up out of here? No, should be a fun card. I know we'll be back once again tomorrow for the NBA. We also are previewing the Saturday games for the NFL. So we're going to be doing that at some point in the next day or so. We're still got to figure that out. But a lot of content. I got tennis going on. Australian Open coming up on Sunday. So a lot of podcasts. Find it all over SGPN. All right. And for the 92 people, which was 100 plus, Earlier, make sure you like the video on the way out. Like the stream, like the stream, like the stream. It should be like some 90-something likes on the stream. And if you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcast. Leave us comments as well on YouTube. Do all of that. All of that. If you want to support the show, that's how you can support. Appreciate it. And remember, we are doing a merch contest. That will be uh, – I'll give you some more intel on that tomorrow. But we're doing a merch contest and selling a bunch of NBA Gambling Podcast merch. Make sure you buy that from our merch store, store.sportspodcast.com. Yeah, the Jazz are literally inevitable. This is a crazy run, and it's insane what they're doing. All right. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do. No other way of any podcast. Just going to end it like this. We are out of here. Basketball. Give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.